0: Pharmaceutical Technology presents the Drug Solutions Podcast, where the editors will chat with industry experts from across the pharmaceutical and biopharmaceutical supply chain. Join us as experts share insights into your biggest questions, from the technologies to strategies to regulations related to the development and manufacture of drug products. This is the Drug Solutions Podcast.
1: everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Drug Solutions Podcast. I'm Jill Murphy, Editor of Pharmaceutical Technology, and this week, we'll be discussing drug development, specifically about monitoring bioprocess parameters and other important technologies that are helping move this process forward. This conversation includes topics such as the biopharmaceutical companies and their strategies to maintain quality drug standards, specific technologies in cell development, and the essential factor to monitoring key bioprocess parameters in real time. In this episode, I speak with Dr. Graziella Piras, Senior Director of Strategic Marketing at 908 Devices. Without further ado, let's jump into the interview. Hello everyone, it's Jill Murphy from Biofarm International and Pharmaceutical Technology for the Drug Solutions Podcast. Today I have a very special guest, Dr. Graziella Piras, senior director of strategic marketing at 908 devices and today she's joining me to discuss monitoring bioprocess parameters and other important technologies to move drug development forward how are you doing dr piras
2: i'm doing great thank you so much jill for having me this morning
1: of course. I'm so happy to have you. I wanted to ask you first, if you could just tell our listeners a little about your background and how you got to your current role in your career.
2: Sure. Yes, I'd be happy to do that. So I've been at 908 Devices uh, for now, a little bit over two years in my current role. Um, and before that, I've spent um a chunk of my career at what is now Thermo Fisher Scientific. And um, most of the time I spend there in the bioproduction group. Um, I was there for almost 20 years with a couple of interaction, uh, interruptions. And um, basically in different roles, but always in the uh, cell culture media and cell line development Uh, area, serving uh, the field of bioproduction, and I started as um, a project manager for the service arm of bioproduction, basically uh, developing cell line development and cell culture media for customers who came to us, and then moving on to more of a field-based position Also, then I moved on to leading a group of scientists who develop products. And then finally, I moved into a more strategic and scientific marketing role, uh, using a little bit of the expertise and skills that I had gathered over the years to then drive scientific and technical content to show how we could help customers with products. And that's a little bit also what I do here at 908 Devices, uh, but also leading great strategic collaborations with many partners Um, at 908 Devices. We really value these collaborations in biopharma and also academia. Uh, to put our devices in the hands of the people who, at the end of the day, use them to develop processes
1: for these biological drugs. You have such an expertise and such a great background. And that actually leads me to my next question when you talk about collaborations with biopharma companies, since these types of companies are constantly trying to you know, keep up with bringing drugs to the market faster and reducing the cost of manufacturing. What are some ways that you've seen that companies can achieve this while still maintaining these quality standards?
2: Yeah, absolutely. This is so important uh, today. And if we think about where we've been in the last, you know, three years um, going through the pandemic, and then now back in the post-pandemic, hopefully not getting back into it, <laughs> um, the dynamics have shifted, um, also the maybe the result of the impact on the economical situation. So there's a lot of factors here where biopharma is expected in a way to deliver drugs faster, like we've seen during COVID but also there's pressure to decrease cost while increasing quality um, or maintaining quality throughout production runs. And this is where the initiative of the FDA and European uh, agencies came together now 20 years ago in basically providing strong guidance to the industry to implement process analytical technologies. So with the idea of really embedding quality during development, so that manufacturing could be controlled and maybe even, uh, yeah, controlled basically to ensure quality and, and delivering high quality drugs. So we have, you know, I think we've come to a point where the the situation, the economical, the society, everything is coming together so that PAT is no longer maybe a guidance and something to try to implement, but it's now becoming something that really needs to happen. And it's not without challenges, but this is uh we're at a time where. Now, companies, and and we see this both on the life science supplier side, Uh, companies like ourselves and many other players are bringing to market technologies that can enable um, this PAT approach. Really meaning being able to analyze, design, analyze, and control a process real time. And for some parameters, this is fairly easy, like simple parameters like temperature and pH, but other more complex parameters that also can have a direct impact on quality require, I would say, more sophisticated technologies, but also interpretation of the signals that require then things like multivariate analysis and and analysis like that, that then can be used to control. So long answer, but yeah, it's a it's a very interesting time where everything is kind of coming together and there is a lot of great new options coming from ourselves but also of course many other players in the life science that hopefully will help biopharma achieve those goals.
1: It's a long answer, but also, like you said, it's so important to share these types of things with everything going on right now. You made such great points, and to go off of something you said with the certain challenges, are there any specific technologies that you feel should be utilized in this space for further cell development and for healthier parameters?
2: Absolutely. So... I think I alluded a little bit uh, to to this point already. So as you know, we're familiar with uh, process analytical technologies, in essence, understanding what process parameters will impact those quality attributes. So we hear terminology like critical process parameters, CPPs, um, so those key parameters that will have a direct impact and drive those quality attributes, also known as CQAs, critical quality attributes. So, like I said, some of them, temperature, maybe some uh, dissolved oxygen, things like that are fairly uh, simple to implement and have been already implemented. But then we're now looking at things like metabolites, And nutrients that are present in the cell culture media, which are known to have a direct impact also on quality attributes, glucose, lactate, amino acids, those are traditionally being uh, measured offline, meaning outside of the bioprocess lab, I have to bring my sample to the analytical lab. Those are being brought into the lab. Uh, at line, and sometimes even online through a liquid handler, drawing samples from the bioreactor. Now, the next level of real-time access, basically, is to use spectroscopic techniques uh, so that the probe, the sensor, is directly uh, in the bioreactor so that you basically I like to call it have eyes in the bioreactor. And you can now do real, real time, you can do real time measurements of those critical process parameters. And what that means is that you're no longer waiting for that sample to be analyzed. And sometimes we hear our customers say, if I send my samples to the analytical lab, sometimes I have to wait weeks. We're not even talking about hours, but weeks. Well, you can't do, you know, real-time analytics. You can't do feedback control. So bringing everything more and more online, in line with these um, faster technologies, maybe um, mass spectroscopy or optical spectroscopy, uh, electrochemical, things like that, Those are the technologies that will enable the real time analysis and therefore also the feedback control. And when I say feedback control, why do we wanna do that? It's the whole idea of the PAT. I design the space so that I know what critical process parameters influence my quality. I build a model so I know when things are going well or when things are not going well. And I can intervene when a process is not going well and I can readjust um, and also measure those critical quality attributes so that we can do real-time release, which is not quite there yet, but this is the vision. So more and more um, technologies that enable that real-time is where the field is going. And again, companies like ourselves uh, with devices that we've launched recently, but also are are uh, looking at launching in the very near future to enable these real-time analysis and feedback control loop uh, are really key here.
1: Absolutely. You have such an informed opinion, which is why I really want to ask you this next question about why it's so important to monitor these types of bioprocess parameters in real time, especially when you think of things like upstream process development, which I know some of our listeners and readers on the website really pay attention to.
2: Yeah, thank you, Jill, for the question. And sometimes I hear also um, customers say, well, I've done, I've measured things offline. For many years, and it, it works. You know why would I want to change that? Well, if anyone is <laughs> um, in the current, you know, uh, environment of pressure to go faster, decrease costs while maintaining or increasing quality, you have to monitor what is going on in, bio re- in your bioreactor as it's happening. Um, also, online, inline technologies enable less error. If you think about using an offline method where you have to draw a sample, even through a, an auto sampler, there is a lot of room for error, for potential contamination, and all that adds to the cost. Anything, any step you take, in addition to you know, your actual bioreactor is gonna add cost and risk and potential error. And that's another aspect of why using more real-time uh, methods uh, are, are necessary. And this is all good, um, You know, and there's a lot of efforts to go that way, but we also see sometimes hesitancy. And I believe that, and, and we see this directly and we hear from customers that there are barriers to adoption of these more real-time methodologies. Um They are in a way more difficult to implement. And they require that interpretation of these spectroscopic signals. Uh, For example, one very popular method is to use Raman spectroscopy um, to measure key process parameters. And although a quite powerful method, not everyone has the the know-how and the skills to then interpret and do a chemometric model to basically translate that signal into a meaningful process parameter or concentration. And this is where companies like ourselves uh, come into play, where it's really our expertise to enable those technologies and put them in the hand of more process scientists. Um, and so we, we've been working a lot on enabling these sophisticated technologies and putting them in the hand of process scientists. It's important again coming back to the initial question we need to go faster, we need to lower cost of goods with the economical pressures and we need to maintain quality. However, these technologies are sometimes hard to implement um, and this is where, We work very closely with our biopharma customers and partners to understand exactly what they need and exactly how we deliver a device that really serves the purpose.
1: Absolutely. Dr. Pires, that was all my questions, unless you had anything else you wanted to share with our listeners. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much, Jill. Um, I I would add that we are, I always say we are at a fascinating time in our industry with all the challenges. I, I am in awe of what is being done these days to treat, um, you know, indications, diseases that were not treated before, but also I hope that we see these new treatments reach more people throughout the world. Um and I I have to say I am really happy and and very um humble to work for a company like 908 Devices whose mission is really to democratize um we play a small but important part of in this industry and access to the right technology to speed up and decrease costs and make these treatment um, available to more people throughout the world is is really humbling and is why I, I do what I do every day. So I wanna thank you for having me. And uh, this was great. Thank you so much.
0: to our editors and experts for sharing their insights stay tuned for future episodes of the drug solutions podcast with the pharmaceutical technology editors if you want to stay in touch with the pharmaceutical technology team subscribe to this podcast as well as to our e-newsletters when you sign up for our newsletters you will be updated about future episodes of drug solutions receive our magazines learn about upcoming webinars and hear about episodes of Drug Digest. Thanks to everyone for joining us for this episode of the Drug Solutions Podcast.